Yeah, you want to know how power works, my friends? I will tell you how power works. Let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein's butler and what happened to him. So 2004-2005, a fellow named Alfredo Rodriguez works for Jeffrey Epstein. And then he leaves after seeing things that would make the Marquis de Sade's eyeballs bleed. And then what happened was, uh, in 2009, there's a confidential witness who's come forward to talk about Jeffrey Epstein's uh, crimes. And um, I'm going to read from, from a document here. I'll put links to this below. Rodriguez had been contacted and interviewed by local police detectives and had been asked to produce documents related to the criminal investigation. The civil litigation involving the confidential witness related to civil damages claims made by victims of the criminal activity that formed the basis of the state and federal criminal investigations, right? This is Epstein's sex trafficking and what I believe is the blackmail ring and all that kind of stuff, right? So Rodriguez was deposed under oath on two occasions. And he was served with a subpoena that said, you have to produce documentary evidence related to this claim. And the confidential witness was present for both of these depositions. And Rodriguez said, I have no documents responsive to the subpoena. But then, right after the second deposition, the confidential witness got a phone call from Rodriguez. And Rodriguez said to the confidential witness that he had additional information that he had not previously disclosed to any law enforcement agency or any of the civil attorneys. He said the information, Rodriguez the butler, said that the information he had was the holy grail or golden nugget and explained that he had compiled lists of additional victims of Jeffrey Epstein, and that the, and as well as their contact information. Rodriguez explained that the information that he had in his possession, that he had compiled over the time that he'd worked there and assume afterwards, contained hundreds of additional victims and their phone numbers from diverse geographical locations, including New York, New Mexico, and Paris, France. Now you understand what this means, right? This means that during the time when the police were investigating Epstein, someone said, I have information on hundreds of additional victims and their contact information. And of course, this would float it up to the feds, New York, New Mexico, it's uh, right across state. So then what happened was Rodriguez said to the confidential witness, you pay me $50,000 and I'll give you the documents relating to the victims. Now, of course, the confidential witness said, dude, you're under subpoena. It's illegal for you to demand money to turn over the information. And Rodriguez said, no, 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 I'm only going to turn it over for $50,000. He's arguing, not moral, but his argument was like, hey, it's my property. I should be paid for it. And secondly, I'm afraid of getting disappeared by Epstein, which is not moral, but maybe not wrong. So then what happened was Rodriguez was told that an associate of the confidential witness would be in touch with him regarding, regarding getting the information and exchanging the money. Now, of course, the associate was, in fact, an undercover employee of the FBI. So in October 29, 2009, the undercover agent contacted Rodriguez via telephone. And Rodriguez said, no, no, I'm only doing, going to turn up the information in exchange for money. He says, I, the undercover agent says, it's going to take a couple of days to pull the cash together, and then I'll contact you. And November 2nd, 2009, the undercover agent contacted Rodriguez via telephone 
Continued discussion. On November 3rd, 2009, Rodriguez met with the undercover agent at a predetermined location. During the meeting, Rodriguez produced a small bound book and several sheets of legal pad paper containing handwritten notes. Rodriguez explained that he had taken the bound book from his former employer's residence while employed there, 2004 to 2005, and that the book had been created by persons working for his former employer. Rodriguez discussed in detail the information contained within the book and identified important information to the undercover agent. And he said, oh, I previously lied to the FBI. Uh, I want the 50,000 bucks. He took possession of the money, began counting it. Then, of course, boom, he's detained for obstruction of official proceedings. So he waives his Miranda rights, signs a written waiver of those rights. Rodriguez admitted that he had the documents and book in his possession and had never turned them over to local law enforcement and or the FBI. In addition, Rodriguez advised he had witnessed nude girls whom he believed were underage at the pool area of his former employer's home. It's Epstein, of course. He said he knew that his former employer was engaging in sexual contact with underage girls and had viewed pornographic images of underage girls on computers in his employer's home. During a time of investigation, he's saying, I've got hundreds of additional victims. I've got their phone numbers. I know where they are, at least in the state, right? Witnessed underage girls, pornographic images on computers in his employee's home of underage girls. So what happened? Well, Rodriguez was then released from custody for further investigation. <sighs> the items that Rodriguez had attempted to sell to the undercover agent for $50,000 were reviewed by an agent familiar with the underlying criminal investigation. As Rodriguez had described, the items contained information material to the underlying investigation that would have been extremely useful in investigating and prosecuting the case, including the names and contact information of material witnesses and additional victims. Had those items been produced in response to the inquiries of the state law enforcement officers or the FBI special agents, their contents would have been presented to the federal grand jury. But they weren't, I suppose, right? They weren't. Now, this is in 2009, right? At the same time that the Department of Justice is giving Jeffrey Epstein a sweetheart deal. Jeffrey Epstein, sex offender, was given a deal where he only had to serve 13 months. He only had to sleep there. It was released during the day, which is never supposed to happen for sex offenders. And his underaged sex traffic victims were downgraded to mere prostitutes in order to reduce his sentence. Absolutely appalling. Now, the Department of Justice ended up indicting Rodriguez, the butler, on felony charges. The guy, the butler, served 18 months a pretty hard time, at least relative to Jeffrey Epstein. So the prosecutors gave Epstein a sweetheart deal while at the same time dropping the hammer of Ragnarok on his butler. So this is from a, a newspaper article from 2015. A butler who allegedly held details of Prince Andrew's time at the home of pedophile Jeffrey Epstein has died. 
Alfredo Rodriguez 60 had his ex-boss's contacts book and sources say Epstein's lawyers are, quote, petrified, end quote, about where it will go. It's a big, big question. What happened to all of this information? What happened to this book? What happened to all of these contacts for the victims, the hundreds of people in New York, New Mexico, Paris, France? Where is this data? So he was jailed in 2011, the, the butler, for 18 months for not giving it to prosecutors. Famous people in the book include Bill Clinton, Mick Jagger, Earl Spencer, and Henry Kissinger, although there's no suggestion of wrongdoing by them. Mr. Rodriguez was killed by cancer, and widow Patricia Dunn of Miami said, quote, Alfredo died and so did many secrets. He knew everything. He knew about everyone, including the prince. So after years of service, Alfredo fell out with convicted sex offender Epstein, but when he left, he took a copy of his boss's black book of his contacts. That's a pretty damn risky thing to do, steal from your employer. He must have been very scared. He kept it secret from prosecutors who said if they had known about it, the billionaire would have received a much longer sentence. The prince denies underage sex claims in U.S. court papers. The FBI has paid informants, right? So this is the thing, right? Oh, $50,000. $50,000. It's wrong to, to charge for material relevant to an investigation, for sure. That's wrong and, and, and so on. But $50,000 in return for hundreds of victims and this guy not being out to perhaps prey on, on girls and a sense of justice for these, these girls? Is it really such a high price to pay? I mean, compared to how much money was being spent on the investigation itself. And of course, you can just give the guy the money, get all of the stuff from him, and then demand the money back, throw him in jail, and you've got all this stuff. And yeah, it was bad. It was bad that Rodriguez tried to sell this information, but the FBI admitted that the information was truthful. And the FBI did not indict Jeffrey Epstein. They indicted the butler. And what happened to all this information? Why was it not shared openly and widely with anybody else involved in investigating or prosecuting Jeffrey Epstein? Well, I think we all know the answer to that is that these breadcrumbs of the shredded hearts and vaginas of underage girls would have led to some pretty powerful people who don't want those breadcrumbs put down. That's power. Power is the ability to impose rules on others that you never have to follow yourself. Power in this case, and perhaps in many cases, it's not fundamentally about money. I mean, you can get money lots of ways, many of them legal and productive. Is it about power? Power to do what? Power for what? The power to initiate force? Well, of course, but to what end? To what purpose do you want to initiate force? in this case, and I'm sure in many cases as well. It seems pretty clear what power is all about. Power is the ability to rape girls and walk away. In this case, power is about predatory sex.